0: Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. Hey, hey. Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon. Yeah, 1201, good afternoon. Glad you guys are here today. Uh, excited about the direction that our church is headed. Uh, I got a message inside of my bones that I got to get out today. Um, Before we do, the Bible says this in Psalm 122. It says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know, there's an excitement that should be about church. Are you with me? An excitement, you know, if, if you're waking up every day or every Sunday, and you're like, "Man, we got church again." Man, something's wrong there. You know what I'm saying? There should be an excitement about this. And you know, it, it made me ask the question today: Why are we even here on the weekends? We're here to worship God. I mean, that, that is that is one reason why we're here. Is we're here to this is a worship service when you're passing by churches and the marquee says church worship service and gives the times that's what we do we worship God worship is the highest form of prayer there is and so when you're here that's a piece of it but there's another reason why you're here and I don't want you to you know let this slip by we believe that there is something inside of us as the leaders of the church that God wants inside of you are you with me There's something inside of us that we believe God wants on the inside of you. And the only way to receive that is to be a part of what what we're doing. Romans 1, 1, uh, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, the Bible says, to make you strong. This is not on the screen. This is just my notes that I have for you. To make you strong, that is, that you and I may mutually be encouraged by each other's faith. I can't tell you how many times just me up here communicating to you, the Lord's given me something in real time to give to you, and I'm getting just as stirred up about it as you are. Are you with me, friends? And so that's that's the reason why we're here. We believe there's something inside of us that if you'll lean into it, you'll receive today. Now, we're right in the middle. I say we're right in the middle of our James series. We can't really be right in the middle if we don't know where the end is, right? So we're just kind of winging it here. We're just going as far and as long as the Lord tells us to go. And uh, so we're just being led in real time with this whole thing. And uh, so we're in James chapter 1 today. Again. (laughs) We're in James chapter 1 again. And if you've been tracking along with us, James chapter 1... Verse 2, the Bible says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And we said a trial is not some devastating, cataclysmic event that has the potential to wreck your world. That's what people think trials are. A trial is anything that tries to contradict what you believe in, in God. A trial asks the question, are you going to stand on the word this time? That's all a trial is saying. And, and then last week, we, we made it all the way to verse 5 when it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And because we're being led in real time about the messages, we somehow ended up talking about God's permissible and perfect will last week. Remember that? And we talked about how God has a perfect will for all of us. Now, there is a permissible will, in other words, as long as you're not going to hell and dragging others to hell with you, you know what I mean, you're, you're, you can be in the permissible will of God, but there is a perfect plan for all of us, and we talked a little bit about that last week, and, it, and I got to thinking about that, and it reminded me, there was a season when we moved here to Oklahoma, we, we were born and raised in Oklahoma, I say we, I was born and raised in Oklahoma, um, and then we actually have always been from northeast Oklahoma, uh, we moved for a season to Kansas, uh, where we served on staff at a church there. Um, I started getting involved in property investments, and uh, I'd watched a little too much HGTV in my day. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, if you watch these things on HGTV, they come in and they flip these houses, right? The the realtor asks him, "Well, what do you do?" He says, "Well, I write poetry for a living." Awesome. What do you do? I I you know I raise butterflies in my butterfly garden. Awesome. What's, what's your budget? A million dollars, right? It's like, all right, where do you people live and how do you do this, right? And so we had, we thought we were going to, we were going to buy and sell some properties. Well, right about this time, the real estate market falls out and we had to end up renting these properties. And so, uh, one, the smaller of the two that we had this time, I was, um, I was interviewing people who were wanting to rent the place. And, um, one lady who turned in an application, uh, she was a single mom. I think she was in nursing school. I can't remember. She had two or three kids. I don't know what was up uh, with that. I don't remember totally. But I remember the second applicant was a uh, train conductor. It was a train conductor. So um, he operated a local motive, but he, didn't, he, he wasn't up in the front driving the train. He actually did it remotely. So he could control these massive trains from a unit in some desk someplace. He could see what they saw. He would, he would change the tracks and do stuff like that. I'm thinking, how cool is that? You know, every little kid wants a remote-controlled car. Try working a train, right? And so, this, is, this was his job. And uh, when, he, when, he, when I called him, I, was, I verified that he actually worked for who he said he worked for. And um, I, I asked him, we were talking about it, and he's like, hey, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. He says, I'm not married, don't have any kids. He's like, I get bored, and so um, if anything goes wrong with the house, I'll just fix it. And I'm like, man, this is the guy I need in this house, right? We're planting this church. I don't really want to drive back and forth to change a light bulb. You know what I mean? I just, I just need someone in the house that will just take care of it, right? And, uh, and I can remember praying about it, and as I prayed about it, um, the the train conductor guy, every time I prayed that direction, I had this little bit of a check. You know what a check is, right? Something about it, something on the inside of you goes, that's all it was. I didn't hear an audible voice, did not see a shaft of light. There was no flock of doves, right? No one came up to me and said, thus saith the Lord. I see trains. No, no one did that. It was just a little something on the inside of me that just said, don't do it. So I, I let the train conductor move into the house. And so um, and it, it lasted about a month, and he lost his job at Burlington Santa Fe. And a month later, I've, uh, he's not paying his rent, and uh, he's not leaving the house. And he has no intentions on getting another job. And it took a court order and the sheriff to get him to leave my house. And when he left my house, he had totally trashed the house. Now, remember, this was the house we were going to f- fix and flip, so it had all brand new everything in it. His dogs came in, peed all over the carpets. It took me weeks to get that urine smell out of the concrete, not the carpet, the concrete. And, um, and lesson learned, follow your knower. Follow your knower. And I knew it. I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that I wasn't supposed to do it, but I leaned to what I thought. I mean, if, I mean, we can't really afford to go back and forth to Kansas and fix things on the house. This guy seemed like a good fit. But every one of us in our heart, we have a little a little covered button that says override. And when the Holy Spirit starts to speak to us and we know it's the Holy Spirit, we know there's a direction we're supposed to go, we can either follow that or we can hit that override button and do what we want to do. Do what makes sense to us. And so, again, lesson learned. If any of you lacks wisdom, understanding, direction, know-how, who should rent your house? You should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe. Believe what? Believe that he knows what he's talking about. Believe that he knows what he's saying because the one who doubts, and again, in this moment, I didn't know if I was doubting God or if I was doubting my ability to hear God because that's a real thing. The one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not, to, not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person who does that is, un, is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Let's camp on this this weekend and just see what the Lord wants to say. Now, you've got to lean in with me. You, this can be a motivational speech, and wow, I've never seen that before. Or you can allow the Holy Spirit to make this message applicable to your life. Are you with me, friends? But you got to lean in. You got to lean in. Father, we love you, and we worship you today, and we approach your holy word as just that holy. Father, all through Scripture, the the, the word refers to as uh, refers to your word as holy, as living, as quick, as sharp, as powerful. Well, Father, we receive today your word. And Father, I pray that it finds every single one of us in this room today and is applicable to our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, so many of us, we don't pray about things because we're afraid of what we might hear. Or, like I said, some of us, it's not we're afraid of what we might hear as much as we're afraid we're not going to hear. And because we're afraid we're not going to hear God, we don't pray about it because we we think if we pray about it and we don't hear, then something's wrong with us and we just don't want to do that. I'll just make the decision. Or we don't pray because we're afraid of what God might say that might be contrary to what we want him to say. Like, God's out to get us for some reason. Well, why would he be that way? God is not out to get you. God is not out to change your grandiose plans. God, we said this last week, your plans, like, God God has for you exactly what you want if you could see what God sees. God's plan for your life is exactly what you would choose if you could see what he sees. God's not out to ruin your life, contrary to what people think about him. If he's telling us something, it's because he sees something we don't see. But that takes some trust, doesn't it? Especially when things are very blatant and obvious. Like in my situation, like, you know what I mean? Like this guy wanted to work on the house. and I'm, I'm not saying the single mom couldn't, but I was going by my mind's eye and just saying, you know what, this guy just seems like an obvious pick. And so... Um, takes a lot of trust. Well, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 actually talks about trust. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, I didn't trust God that he knew something that I didn't. I leaned to my own thoughts, my own understanding in this scenario. And then the Bible says, in all your ways, submit to him submit your plan, your will, your thoughts to his thoughts, his will, his plan, and he will make your paths straight. Straight. It's the fastest, most direct route, if you trust in the Lord. Well, interestingly enough, King James Version says, uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, first of all, in all your ways, not on just monstrous decisions, not when crisis strikes right not when you have to have God because you ain't got anything else no in all your ways acknowledge acknowledge him acknowledge the fact that God has a plan that God has a can see things that you don't see right the reason why so many people get into trouble is that they either don't ask God or they just don't do what he says are you with me friends If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. He's not keeping it a secret. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. When you ask, be prepared for what God's going to say. When the Bible says, don't doubt, don't doubt what you're hearing just because you want to hear something else. He knows. He knows. Can I tell you what the worst idea on, in history has been? Seven loaves of bread and two small fish who feed 5,000 men and their wives and their children. Worst idea ever, seven loaves of bread, two small fish, or the best idea ever. Are you with me? Can I tell you the second worst idea in all of history? Start a church in a warehouse in Mays County, Oklahoma. (laughs) Worst idea ever, right? Right? why would you do that or best idea ever because 10 years ago we had no idea that a high end retail you know upscale living district was going to come in uh, you know just out our out our front door into the left we had no idea 10 years ago we didn't understand that we have the largest industrial park in Oklahoma and the largest in the nation for a small community We had no idea that there was an unnamed data center there that was going to be employing hundreds of people. Are you with me? And we're right down the street from them. We're the closest church there. Worst idea ever or best idea ever. Are you with me, friends? But you have to be led. You have to trust what God is doing inside of you. And here's the thing. That takes faith, which seems to be the theme of our year, doesn't it? I mean, we've been in this area forever. It's like the Lord's wanting to do something inside of our people. When you ask, you must believe and not doubt, the Bible says. Well, that is the definition of faith. Everything we do takes faith. Are you going to trust that God is speaking to you or not? Do you actually trust the Lord? And it reminds me of this story in the Old Testament. There was a a man, his name was Naaman. I'll just read it to you, 2 Kings chapter 5. We'll put it up on the screen so you can follow along. Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of, of Aram. And he was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. And if you're unfamiliar with leprosy, very horrible, horrible, horrible skin disease. Uh, It would begin to rot portions of your body off. It It was incurable, highly contagious. They used to have leper colonies where if you were found with leprosy, they exiled you from their community. You think, you know, shutting down the school for a day because a flu was bad, you were banished out of the community. Uh, portions of their earlobes would rot off, their nose would rot off, uh, some of their appendages would would just waste away. Highly contagious. So here's this guy. He has this disease, but yet the Lord's using him to do great and valiant works for this kingdom. And so he's got leprosy. Well, they had a servant girl, this couple had a servant girl who served them, um, and she, she, it wasn't like slavery like you imagine it, she, she was, it was it's kind of how they did dividing and conquering back then. They would take, they would conquer a, a village or a kingdom, and all the people of that kingdom basically, you could die or you could serve as employees, we'll say it that way, of our homes. Um, and so this was, she was a young girl, and she, she actually grew quite fond of the couple that She was serving. And she came up to the the wife of the couple, and she says, why doesn't my master go to the neighboring village? I heard there's a man of God there who heals people. And so she's like, "I'll, I'll ask him. And again, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where something medically is going wrong with you, and the doctors tell you there's no cure. You get desperate. Like, you're, you're interested. You're doing Google researches on, like, medicine that's not approved in the States. Like, can I fly someplace and get some kind of treatment, right? Well, this is where this guy is. There is no cure. And so he goes to the king and says, basically, hey, listen, I heard the neighboring community. There's a, there's a healer there, a man of God who heals people. Would you give me permission to go? The king is like, absolutely. In fact, let me, let me write him a letter. Uh, And tell him you're coming, and I expect you to be healed when you come back. Folds it up, seals it with his seal, hands it to him. Naaman hand carries it to the king in the neighboring community and says, this is what the king says. He opens it up, reads it. Obviously, that kingdom's bigger than his kingdom. He's like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? I'm not a healer. I can't heal you from leprosy. Like, why are you even in my presence? Right? And the Bible says he gets so angry, he tears his robes. Well, the man of God who lived in his community heard how the whole thing went down. We pick it up in verse 8. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there's a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went well, with his horses and his chariots, and he stopped at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to, to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. Seems right. It seems easy enough, doesn't it, right? Look at verse 11. But Naaman went away angry, and he said, I thought, which is where 90% of Americans are today, which is where 90% of Christians are today, I thought this would happen. I thought this would come in. I thought she'd come home. I thought he wouldn't do that anymore. I, I thought God would just do this. I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. He's watched a little too much tele-evangelist on TV. You know what I mean? He's like, this is the way it's supposed to happen. Like, I'm going to come. He's going to come out. He's going to call on the name, his God. And notice, and notice his word, the name of his God, not our God. I, I thought he would come out, call on the name of his God, wave his hand over my leprosy, and I would be cleansed, right? I would be, I would be healed. And then look at this, verse, verse 12. Are not Abana and, and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned, and he went off in a rage. What's he saying? There's a better way than this to do this, God. This is ludicrous. This is dumb. This is stupid, and I'm not going to do it because i I thought this is the way it's supposed to happen, so I'm out. And he turns and he walks away. Did he get his miracle? No. Was, was God working in mysterious ways? No. He's being a knucklehead. That's what he's doing. Because it didn't happen the way he thought. Are you with me, friends? Feel the way to this moment. Let's go back to our text. When you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive. Not just in this moment, anything from the Lord. Why? Because that person is double-minded and unstable, not just in this area, in all that they do. You know, what, it's kind of like this. It's like we believe God for something. Tyra teaches this in her Virtue Life group. And it's like we plant a seed, and we want it to grow, like we want the fruit to happen. And we plant it, we fertilize it, and we water it, and then we let it set there for a day. And then after a day, we come back, and we we don't see anything. So what do we do? We dig up the seed to see if anything's happening. Well, nothing's happening, so we plant it down there and pack it in there, and we water it. We sit there, and we wait. Another day happens. We don't see anything, so we dig up the seed, and we look at it. Well, it's never going to happen that way. Set it and forget it, (laughs) right? Like, just let it work. Just let it work. Because a person who does that, the Bible says, they're not just doing it in this area. They're probably doing it in most areas of their life. And if you're just trying to figure things out on your own, there isn't much confidence there. Naaman in this moment is being unstable, but look what happens. Verse 13, Naaman's servant went up to him. Now, he had all these guys that went with him, right? So I'm, I'm imagining, okay, I'm imagining some epic movie where they're all riding in on horses. You know what I mean? The whole guys are with him, and they're all just big old valiant warrior, and this is how they ride. You know what I mean? Winds is... blowing their hair. And they get off their horse, right? And they come walking up. Hear ye. You know what I mean? Right? And so one of his servants comes up to him, and I'm sure it's one of the warriors, or like it's one of these guys. And you can tell they're close because look how he addresses him. Hey, my father. This is a voice of influence in this man's life. It's not someone who's equal to him. He's, it's one of the guys that serve with him. My father. if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? Because he knew he knew the character and the, the, the nature of the man. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what he said. He, in fact, he brought bags of resources to give the man of God. He was prepared to pay for it, right? He said, if he told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed. You can see, this is, this is why you're in a life group right here. This is why you're in a life group right here. Trusted voices in your life who when you're like, man, isn't there better rivers than this one? They can be like, he said, go Take a bath in a dirty river. What's hard about that? How much more when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So, verse 14 says, he went down and he dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and it became clean like that of a young boy. See, so many of us, we get caught up in what I want, the way I want it to happen. This is, what, this is, what, this is how God's going to do it. And if it doesn't happen just like that, then it's not from God. Are you with me? You get the answer regardless. The whole reason we're praying is because we want results. Who cares how the result comes? Who cares? God understands exactly what's going on. So my last thought as I'm reading through James chapter 1 today and the story of Naaman in Second Kings, here's my last thought. Give it time. Just give it time to work. Give yourself permission to hear. Give yourself permission to not just be like, oh, I can hear the whisper of God. No, 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 no. That's why we're in 21 days of fasting right now. Some of us, we've made it seven days and we're like, I'm dying here. <laughs> like, God, how come you haven't moved? It's been seven days without a Dr. Pepper, right? <laughs> I'm dying here. Well, A, you're not dying. Dying, you feel like it because you got a caffeine headache that won't quit. But you're not dying. Well, I thought by day three I'd have my answer and I can go back to Dr. Pepper. Yeah? Well, I thought this would happen. Give us some time. Give it some time. See, we have no problem giving other areas of our life time to work. If you have something going on, a medical professional hands you a a medication and says, We're going to try this for about three months. You come back and let me know how it's working. Oh, okay. But we want, we pray one prayer, and if it doesn't happen instantly, God's not real. We'll try this medication after this medication and this doctor and this doctor. Well, that doctor didn't know what he's talking about. I'm going to this doctor. But we won't won't allow the presence of God to actually move and do something on the inside of us. See, we think God should just be all powerful and just do this, and he can and does do that. Then why am I waiting nine times out of 10? We're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. As a pastor, I see things, and I notice things. And all these stories that we tell up here, all these winds, all this, you know, you heard Taliana say, you know, we got miracles, and like, thank God's moving. And every one of those scenarios, okay, not everyone, I'm not going to lie. In most of those scenarios, those are happening for people who have this audacious appetite for the things of God right now. It's not just some casual relationship with God where, you know, I'll go to church if I feel like it, or I'll, I'll spend, if you know, I, I don't have time to read the word today because I slept late. Every one of those scenarios, the people are aggressively pursuing their relationship with Jesus they have to be scheduled on the weekend soon as their shift is over they're looking for the podcast or the live stream or you know what i mean why because they're hungry for the real authentic move of god that can be you it's all in how you approach him it's all in your attitude like is this just a good idea or is this life to me because if it's life Well, the Bible says my word is life to those who find them. In other words, it's not just some casual relationship. I'm looking. I'm searching. There's something inside of me that's stretching towards this. Do we really trust God? Give it time to work then. Because it He always works. Are you praying about things in life, or are we just going our own way? Are we we prepared for what God's going to say to us, or are we listening for one specific answer, and until I hear that answer, I'm just going to keep praying? Do we trust that we're hearing correctly, or are we wrestling with whether or not this is just my thoughts, is this the voice of God, I just really don't know? It takes faith to trust God. It really does. And we're like, man, I can't miss it on this one. I got to make the right decision. He knows that. Follow your heart. Follow peace. Don't hit the override button. And if you follow and obey, the Bible says, you'll eat the good of the land. Which, interestingly enough, side thoughts. Naaman, that river specific place, the full blessing and provision of God is place, or we said last week, obedience dependent. He wanted to go dip in the other rivers. But God says, your miracle is there. Your future is there. That's where I have you. That's where I'm sending you. Go there. And when he got past himself and he took, took a voice of influence in his life to say, I mean, come on. Seven times in a dirty river? Like, we were prepared to do whatever it took. And he did it, and he got his miracle. Amen, friends? If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because they're double-minded and they're unstable in all that they do. Amen. You know, some of us in the room today, when it comes to this trusting God thing, we haven't really truly trusted Him with every part of us, every part of our life. We're, we're kind of kicking the tires on this whole God thing. I don't even know if He's real. I mean, these guys invited me to come here to this church I don't even know if this I don't even know what I think about all this. But you've been coming week after week after week and you can't deny something is moving on the inside of you. Maybe it's time that you trust God with all of you. Cuz here's what you need to know. The Bible says if you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus and confess him with your mouth, you'll be saved. Saved from what? Let's start with hell. Saved from hell. Not a prison sentence that hopefully is over. No, we're talking eternity. Think about forever, that long. Saved from hell, but saved to all of this. Saved to hearing the voice of God, making decisions that are right fulfillment in life if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what the Bible refers to as being saved, beginning a relationship with Jesus, being born again, the Bible says, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. Being born again. He didn't know what that meant. How can some person be born again? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's talking about your spirit. Being born fresh into Jesus. So I'm just going to do this. Maybe you're in the room today and you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus. Or maybe you once had a relationship with Jesus, but for whatever reason, life, things, things, You thought something would happen and it didn't, and so you're blaming God for it. Maybe you find yourself in here today and you're far from him. And let me just caution you. If you're okay with Jesus, don't wish this part of the service to be over. Come on, preacher, I got things to do. No, 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 no. no. You were here once. You were right here once. And we all remember that day when everything changed for us. We have an unction from the Lord that there are people today in this room who need to have a relationship with Jesus. So we're just going to pause right here, and we're just going to let that happen. We're not going to embarrass any one of you. We're not going to have you stand up. We're not going to have you come forward. You don't have to talk in the microphone. You're not joining anything except for the family of God. And this happens between you and Jesus, but I would like to know who I'm praying for. So we're just heads bowed. I just have you bow your heads because some people, they're like, I don't want anybody to see me. That's cool, that's cool. But if you're in the room today and you've never began a relationship with Jesus Christ and today you would like to, or you once had a relationship with Jesus, but you find yourself distant from him and you'd like to start fresh today, all I want you to do is raise your hand, put it right back down. Anybody like that? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Put your hands down. Come on. God's moving in the room. Anybody else? Come on. Jump in. Like, this is as embarrassing as it gets. You put your hand up and put it right back down. Thank you. Thank you. So I can see it. Thank you. Anybody else like that? Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. See, this is why we do this. This is that day for every one of these people. That day that everything changes for them. Anybody else? Come on. We're not going to do anything weird. We're going to pray for you, and God's going to move in you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want you laying awake at night going, dang, I should have raised my hand. No. This, This is the moment. Anybody else? Well, because the Bible says believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, we, as your church that's like family, are all going to pray a prayer together out loud because we believe something's going to happen in this moment. So everybody say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus that he died and he rose again for me. And Jesus, right now, I ask you to come into my life to make me a brand new person forgive me of my past because I'm choosing today to spend the rest of my life in a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give them a hand clap today. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.